Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hill. Got the whole crew with us today, Rusty Mansell and Kip Adams. Uh, Fellas, I don't know how it's feeling in y'all's neck of the woods on this Friday morning. Pretty cold here in Athens. Uh, Rusty, you keeping it warm up and row? I'm done with it, man. Once Christmas is over, once the holidays are over with, I'm ready for spring. But uh, you take those little winds as you can get it. I noticed last night the sun's going down at like 6.05 now. So take those you take those little winds when you can get them, and every day it's getting a little bit better. So we'll see. It's just that time of year you have to have it. And uh, I always tell my family this. The best part about this year, no, I said the word mosquito in a long, long time. That's a good point. Kip, how is this Friday morning treating you? Pretty good, man. I'm hanging in there. Uh, I, yeah, this time of the year is good because uh, my lack of tan doesn't really stand out. There's not a lot of people going out right now. So, you know, I, I look like a walking dead year round, but, you know, I'm allowed to go out and kind of mingle in with everyone right now and, and blend in a little bit. It's, it's, it's July whenever my paleness starts to stand out. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So don't feel like you are uh, you are getting uh, slided on this one. Well, a uh, lot to talk about. Um, as strange as it, as it may sound, I mean, we're only a few days away from National Signing Day, which, you know, we were talking about it yesterday and uh, it kind of hit me like, oh, my God, we're less than a week away. But, uh, you know, a lot still going on on the recruiting front. A lot to talk about in terms of that. And, and Rusty, let's start with this upcoming weekend for Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, what this weekend is shaping up to be as far as people come coming into Athens um, and the value of this weekend for Georgia? You know, um, as you look at this, it, it's kind of – got to understand where they are in this, this cycle. I mean, these coaches are walking zombies right now. I mean, I, I, we just, as we tape this, what Kirby Smart was in Connecticut this morning, he was on Long Island, expected to be in D.C. This is the last day the coaches can be on the road. The assistant coaches till April 15th, Kirby Smart until after September the 1st next year. So this is it basically for Kirby for eight or nine months. So I, I think people were expecting this to be like this huge weekend, going to have 200 prospects and all that. That's not how this works. In fact, I went back and looked at this weekend last year and it had like Kelby Collins, some of those guys. That, uh, they did have Jordan Hall who they wind up getting. So, you know, you finish up with a junior day. And I, and I think there's some some really good names here. Obviously, we're going to start with uh, Jamal Merriweather, who's the, the, the commit who will take his official visit. Um, should be signed in next week and done. 
with his deal to Georgia out of Brunswick, offensive tackle prospect. And I had a chance to see him uh, earlier this fall. I'm telling you, man, this is one of those kids that you look at and you think, what, you know, how did he end up being? How good is he? Because he's got that kind of potential. Juan Gaston's a 2025 offensive tackle from Westlake High School. Uh, I believe at the time we're doing this, he is unranked. He is a two year starter at Westlake. His dad played basketball, I think, at Georgia Tech. He's six foot eight, 330 pounds. I think Juan Gaston will end up a five-star at the end of his recruiting cycle. I think he's got an elite elite, uh, skill set. This will be his second visit, I think, to Georgia. Uh, Dwight Phillips, um, Jr., his dad's uh, the Olympic gold medalist track. Dwight Phillips is a guy out of Pebble Brook High School, 2024 athlete. A lot of people start recruiting him at running back now. Uh, I did talk to Pebble Brook this week. They told me that's where Georgia's recruiting him. He may be the fastest player in the country. He's a 10-300 guy. Obviously, he has really good genes there uh, with his dad, um, you know, a long time, a Team USA track guy. So you look at Dwight Phillips and you look at the future of running backs and how it's not so much a bruising in-between-the-box guys. You look at guys like Kenny McIntosh, who does most of their damage outside the box, but also can pass pro. Uh, I heard a, I was listening to a podcast yesterday talking about you know, stock risers and Kenny McIntosh is a guy that, that they believe his stock's going to rise as scouts dig into him a little bit more and what he's able to do, especially in an NFL style offense. So, you know, the question is going to be, is Deuce Robinson coming this weekend? I don't know if Deuce Robinson is coming this weekend. Um, I think he has a basketball game tonight. He just got back from Hawaii where he played in the Polynesian Bowl. I think he was there eight days. Uh, so he's been everywhere in the country. So if he doesn't come to Georgia's weekend, I don't think it's indicative of, of what his decision is going to be. Uh, if he doesn't come this weekend to Georgia, I don't think he's going to be anywhere. Just my gut feeling. We'll see if he does. But uh, this guy, listen, he's at the end of the process, too. And he's been through. He's had all these coaches in his house, done all these things. And don't forget, he's also a major pro <laughs> baseball prospect. So he's got a lot going on. It's not make or break. Uh, the next question would be, where do I predict him? I would predict Georgia right now. Um, and it's still – He's a heavily recruited prospect, so we'll we'll stay on top of that the rest of the week uh, going into it. So I think when you look at some of those things, Aaron Butler from Calabasas, California, is going to be – it's still going to be a good weekend. There's still going to be some prospects. Josiah Brown, I think, the, the young man that Kirby's seeing this morning, uh, checking in on Long Island, New York, will be down. So, um, you know, it's still going to be a really good weekend, I think. But I, I think people, from my just sense, they thought this was going to be, you know, 30 – legit prospect crazy weekend not really that weekend these guys are at the end of the end of the cycle uh these coaches are off the road for the entire month of february i think kirby smart gives these guys a week off after signing day and they'll be on wherever with their wives and families so uh this is definitely the end and i think georgia on this last kind of junior day for this particular uh recruiting cycle here we'll still have a good weekend we'll, we'll see what we catch up with some of the guys that get off campus and obviously we'll be on top to see if deuce robinson makes it in this weekend yeah it's uh i can't under i mean i can't even imagine the whirlwind for the recruits but also the coaches as well like you said russie it's just a a crazy time of year and, and the amount of houses amount of high schools they're going to i mean like that day that they said what they're going to hit 100 high schools in a day. Yeah, you know what i've been doing so long jordan it's funny I'll let you in on my little secret. I'm going to look at the pictures from day to day. I see who has the same pants on, who doesn't. <laughs> so there's a lot of coaches, and I'm not I'm just calling Georgia coaches out. There's a lot of coaches that go back to back with those same. I mean, I tell you how long they're on the road. They get on the road Sunday night, and they don't come back till Friday, you know. 
So uh, there, there's a lot of them recycling some things out there on the road, but it tells you what the grind and what they're doing. But I'm always, you know, Matt Luke, that first week, Matt Luke had that famous pullover that, that uh, you know, I did talk to Matt Luke and, and what had happened. He got hired. He didn't come back to Athens. Kirby Smart puts him on the road. Well, his son's travel baseball coach was a big-time Georgia fan. Matt Luke swings by his house over in Oxford, Mississippi, grabs that pullover. He doesn't get official UGA gear until he gets back to Athens the next weekend. So that's kind of an all-time story. But I told him that pullover got a life of its own because by the end of the week, that thing was that thing was done, man. You can see the wrinkles in it. I mean, that pullover was done by the time he finally got to Athens. Matt Luke just being resourceful. That's all I'm hearing yeah. out of that story. Pretty, pretty smart, huh? Absolutely. Kip, I want to ask you big picture. You know, we talked about the last few weeks. We talked about it on Tuesday's podcast about Georgia's coaches going out to all these high schools. Obviously, there's going to be some recruits and and recruits in future classes coming here this weekend. But how valuable is this time of year with kind of laying the groundwork with these recruits, guys that, you know, are not going to be signing anytime soon with anybody, um, but to kind of get that kind of face time and check in on some of these guys? Yeah, that's exactly what this is. It's, it's, It's setting the stage for the spring, telling you know these high school coaches let your guys know we're going to come see them in practice and we want them to come see us in practice and that's you're that's what you're doing in the spring they're trying to do the kind of the same thing setting up for the next stage we want to see you in camp can we get you in camp so that's a lot of what this is you're seeing a lot of like 2024 2025 and even 2026 and i mean technically they're not talking to any of these kids you know this they're just going and, and spending time with the high school coaches and letting them know like your your guy's going to be a priority for us uh, over the next couple of months i mean that's and that's what they're trying to do there's laying the groundwork for the next couple of classes because like we said uh other than you know three prospects one already committed and one who will be going on a mission trip and not you know even being on campus wherever he signs for at least 18 months now there's there's really only one one other guy in the mix and that and that's deuce robinson so this class is done and, and these coaches are done i mean there's not a you know, this coaching staff's gone through 15 games. They, they've been going nonstop since fall camp. And, and so, you know, they've already done all of that work. This is just about just kind of letting these guys know, you know, we're, we're about to start that next cycle. You guys are it. Just be ready and know that we're going to, you know, continue to communicate with you guys. So I, I think that's the, the big aspect of what, the, you know, they're trying to do, trying to hit their, their main stops right now and, and kind of let them know, listen, when spring practice starts, we want you guys here. And like I said, we're, we're looking right now mostly at uh, a couple of tight end prospects for Todd Hartley and we continue to talk about and and joke about his recruiting right now you you look at the final you know 24 7 sports rankings coming out and and Todd Hartley's got a chance you know whether you're looking at the composite where you're looking at 24 7 sports it's a different name but he's got the number two tight end in the country uh already on board Pierce Sperlin's the number two tight end in the composite and then you have Lawson Lucky he's the number two tight end on 24 7 sports Deuce Robinson being num- the number one tight end. And then you look down there and, and you also see that they're in the mix for Walker Lions, uh, you know, a top five, top eight tight end as well. So when all said and done, I think, you know, right now, Todd Hartley's projected to sign four 
of the top eight or nine tight ends in the country. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I'm going to assume it hasn't been. And I just think right now you, you look at that position, that position room, uh, it, it's ridiculous what they had on the field last year, but it's just also ridiculous how well Todd Artley is being able to recruit that position for Georgia. If, yeah, go camp ahead. Offers, camp offer season. And that's something that me and me and Kip had to learn that term. You know, you got an offer from us. But come on by and camp and back that thing up. So that's that kind of that's kind of way it is in the world. But um, that's definitely out there in, in all the schools that we you could name are using the old camp offer right now. For sure. And I wanted to make sure I mentioned kept talking about Todd Hartley. If all that comes to pass, I'm already envisioning what's on the junkyard. The photos are going to post of Todd. If uh, that's probably my favorite thing when there's a tight end commit or something like that, a lot of nice uh, photo shots of uh, Coach Hartley <laughs> that winds up on the board. Oh man, Jones County, baby! All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and just talk a little bit about next Wednesday. It's definitely a, a different kind of national signing day than years past, but um, there could be plenty to keep an eye on when it comes to Georgia. So we'll talk about that when we come right back. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats. Welcome back, everybody. Well, first, before we get into signing day, Rusty, I want to make sure and throw this to you because there was a question about Dylan Riola in the comments. And also, you mentioned earlier Ryan Puglisi, uh, the coaching staff, some of the coaches being up there uh, to see him in Connecticut. Uh, what's the latest that uh, you're aware of when it comes to Riola and and the you know knowing that Georgia's already got one quarterback commit maybe what that looks like if Riola is really in the mix at Georgia? Takes you it says a lot about both kids because everything I have heard and um, you know I have not asked a young man but I've you know seen some things and talked to some people like Ryan Puglisi is coming to Georgia whether Dylan Riola is committed and signed or not now. These are young men and things can change, but you know, that's, he's very aware of Georgia recruiting him. Um, his family was, Puglisi were, his, he and his family were down on the national championship celebration. Kirby Smart um, is in Connecticut, was in Connecticut this morning with Todd Munkin. I think that says a lot. Uh, Kirby Smart was in Arizona on Tuesday, I believe, stopping in Dylan Rayola's school and did his in-home with Deuce Robinson, I believe the night before. So, He's, he's seen both quarterbacks this, this particular week, and this is it for him, so he couldn't go back. You know, everything I hear is that, um, you know, these two young men, if Rayola were to come to Georgia, that they, they were going to come here and get in that room and get in the mix, see what happens. So um, 
Right now with Dylan Riola, it's going to be at USC this weekend. They're obviously a school that's recruiting him. Nebraska ties with his uncle on staff. His dad played there. He's definitely going to take a visit to Nebraska, but he can't do it during February, so that puts you into early March. Uh, I was told that maybe Oregon's a school that he's going to check out. So he's going to do a few more visits before he comes back in on a final decision. That's just due diligence after committing and decommitting. You want to kind of back all things a little bit. Do I think Georgia's in a good spot right here? I do. I do think I think I think the impression people kind of got that he was going to just flip and commit to Georgia and didn't really know how it was going to play out. But he's looks like he's going to take some visits. Um, but I do think Georgia's in a good spot with him. Can they hold on to that and will they land him? We're going to find out. But I don't expect anything from him to the earliest, in my opinion, probably mid to late March on a decision out of him. Looking ahead to next Wednesday with National Signing Day, as we've talked about, things are, are so different now with the early signing period. Essentially, that's the signing day, and then you've got the late signing day in February. Uh, but still some names to watch for with Georgia. I believe Georgia signed 25 high school prospects in that early signing period in December. But, Rusty, what are the names, what are the storylines when it comes to Georgia uh, that everybody's going to be watching for on Wednesday when some of these recruits put pen to paper? I was going to be Deuce, Deuce Robinson and, and what happens there. Uh, I don't expect I don't expect much of a surprise. You know, I think back I think back to, to me and Kip many many days on this weekend in particular was the worst one ever because you'd have about ten official visitors and those kids were not talking on Sunday. It was a wrap. Like they wouldn't talking to anybody. You couldn't get them on the phone. So I don't miss those days. But it certainly is different, and 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 let's not beat around the bush. You know, Jamal Merriweather is going to be on campus weekend. Fully expect him to be in this class. Office tackle out of Brunswick, and then you look at um, you look at Deuce Robinson. That's where and Walker Lines. What Walker Lines does, and you know, can Georgia get him? Kirby Smart did an in-home visit with him. Um, so you look at all those things, and and with Walker Lines, people say how they take a four tight ends. He's basically a reclass because once he takes his Mormon mission. I don't think he would even be there at the earliest until um, August of 2024, July 2024, right at the very end. So he wouldn't be a mid-year or nothing. He would be right before. So you basically treat him as a 2024. So that would be interesting if they do get him. But, again, Todd Hartley, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that Todd Hartley is – he is the alpha guy in the country. Like, you do not want to see Todd Hartley – across the table from you recruiting a guy right now because he's not missing period on on that 100 high schools in one day like i said there were some guys going to two or three schools and then hartley went to like 23 i was i was running the count off and he was on the helicopter he got one of the he has one of the three to to get to get a copter that says a lot you know not being a coordinator not even a coordinator Harley copter, you know, how many tight end coaches in the country get the copter? Uh, it's, it's gotta be, you know, very few, but he made the most of it. He was at like 24, 25 schools in one day, probably got a, t- a couple 2027 20, tight ends in the boat already that, you know, that we'll find out about in the next couple of years. But he, he is relentless on the trail. There's no doubt. When you look at the, the draft of Darnell, and then you watch what, how it was going to happen with Byers, uh, Brock Byers next year. 
Hartley's resume and what he has signed and what he has put into the league, he is going. I don't know anything about raises or whatever's going to happen, but when Jordan, you get those, you always get those contract updates in March or April, or whatever. I, I would be shocked if Todd Hartley doesn't uh, see a, a significant bump, in my opinion, for what he has done, what he's produced, and uh, what he's what he's signing because he is. You know, I call these guys contract extenders. You know, you get a, you get another contract on guys like that. You get another three years signing players like that. And Deuce Robinson, hell, Pierce Sperling was great at the All American Bowl. And Lawson Lucky, I've seen him several times. I mean, these are these are he had to beat Alabama on Lawson Lucky. You know, and Pierce Sperling's a as a, a University of Georgia legacy. You know, mom and dad both went there, and he had opportunities. He basically shut it down from other schools. USC was all over him, and. Uh, so, you know, a lot of tension is going to be on Deuce Robinson. Let's not forget Pierce Sperling and Lawson Lucky, who who, who are two major, major uh, highly recruited tight end guys. You talked about Todd Hartley and probably another pay bump, and I think Georgia fans would say worth every penny with what he's no doubt, to do. No doubt, no doubt. So, you know, you look at that, and someone made the comments right there, 478 dog, I can see Deuce helping at X. Deuce Robinson is that type of guy that you could spread out. So, at the end of the day, he, wind up, he may wind up getting – significant more snaps uh, standing up than he ever does attached to an end of a line of scrimmage. And you're going to block at Georgia, period. But, you know, some of those guys are um, – you know, some of them are just, just more valuable uh, out there in the X. So we'll see what Deuce. But he is a freaky, freaky 6'6 athlete. Kip, when you look to Wednesday and National Signing Day, we talked about what Georgia's already signed. I believe they're second – their class is second nationally. What would constitute a good day for Georgia in your opinion? Well, they've already got it done. I mean, that's that's the bottom line is that, you know, they, they, they've already signed another Kirby Smart class. And, you know, the final rankings kind of just laid that out. You know, most of Georgia's guys vaulted up the rankings. Like we said, Pierce Sperling showing up and, you know, he was a lot bigger than, than anyone thought at the All-American Bowl. I think he was, what, pushing 230, 240 pounds at 6'6". Six, six. And so that, you know, that was a surprise. And obviously Jordan Hall. Just seeing him, he was a guy that Rusty and I talked about throughout the cycle is just kind of being one of those guys, uh, you know, we don't throw name comparisons out there. But as far as recruits, just like Jalen Carter, where early on in the cycle, you knew this guy's a dude and this guy has the physical makeup to be one of the freaks of the class. And then when everyone saw him and they just kind of saw that body makeup, they're like, okay, wait a second, you know, and they went to the measurements and they're like, you know, this, this guy, you know, this guy's one of those guys that we were very low on. And in that final rankings, you kind of saw that when he became a five-star. So again, Georgia's class is already elite. It's, you know, already over averaging over 94 uh, rating uh, per signee right now which is just off the charts anything over 93 is incredible anything over 94 i mean you're getting a class full of guys that are going to be impact players and you know you look at that linebacker class again as we said raylan wilson also becoming a five star in 24 7 sports at the end still may be a little underrated uh you know as the number three linebacker in the country in that class uh but i think you know if if Todd Hartley's able to, to land one or two tight ends. Is able to get Walker and Deuce on, on signing day. You just look at that overall. You, you plug those names into that trusty class calculator. You, you cross the 320-point uh, threshold. And Georgia's only ever done that once. That was that 2018 class where they had, I think, uh, it was 323 at the end. And, and so uh, th- that tells you this class is already – 
you know, very highly rated, one of the best ever, but it really has a chance to be in that, you know, that top five or six overall classes of, of any program ever in 24-7 sports. So, uh, you know, it has a chance for the rich to get richer, and, and we'll see if Todd Hartley is able to land one or, or both of those tight ends. But as of right now, you know, they've already – they, they, they've already signed and, 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 you know, answered every question they needed to and filled every need. Uh, whether you get two elite tight ends or four elite tight ends, those are Todd Hartley problems and, and really problems, no, you know, no other coach can ever really think or fathom right now. So we'll, we'll see how he does that day. You know, not expecting a lot of drama, but we'll still have it covered and we'll, we'll still have plenty of stories and, and, and kind of reviews to, to see how this class breaks down. But truly impressive haul for Georgia's coaching staff. And I think they're, they're set up to compete for national championships for years to come. No doubt about that. And as Kip said, we will be sure to be all over it. Before we wrap up this episode, a Georgia men's basketball minute. This, this may be like 15, 20 seconds. Uh, 70 to 41 loss to number four, Tennessee. They were never really in the game. They, they kept it close for about 10 minutes. Sloppy game, couldn't get anything going offensively. Right now they're 13 and seven, three losses in a row. You're kind of starting to see, you know, they started SEC play really strongly, and I think they deserve credit for that. But you're kind of starting to see this team sort of fall back down into the SEC standings. Got a big test at home on Saturday that they need to pass. Uh, they're, they're playing South Carolina at 6 p.m. It's a really bad South Carolina team that somehow the only win they've had in conference play to this point is at Kentucky. Other than that, haven't been able to really do very much. Georgia has to win this one. Defense has been really shaky lately. Offense outside of Terry Roberts and Cario Oquendo and some pretty good three-point shooting from Jabri Abdul-Rahim. That's been about it. So they got to get things figured out at home if they want to uh, still be in contention. You know, we've talked about a potential postseason berth, maybe trying to make the NIT uh, looking a little bleak at this point, but still a long way to go and uh, need to get the job done against South Carolina on Saturday night. All give right. me, uh, give yeah. me one pick, one one word from each of you. Most confident in the, the team to win Sunday and championship Sunday. What is one team that you feel most confident in the playoffs on Sunday? J- Jordan first. I'll go Eagles, and I think I'm going to go Bengals just because I don't know about Mahomes. The fact Mahomes is hurt, I, I'm going to go with Joey Burrow, and I'm going to say that it's going to be the Bengals and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yep. Eagles and Bengals for me as well. I think Joe Burrow, I think he's won his last three uh, against Mahomes, and I think he makes it four. He takes that crown as as the best quarterback in, in, in that conference. I think that, you know, he's the clutch quarterback right now, and he, I mean, he's got better targets. And I'm not going to, you know, he's, he's got some guys, some dudes out there that make great catches. So, you know, and, and then Jalen Hurts, I think, you know, he, he's the quarterback that's just going to be, you know, re- really, really tough uh, for the 49ers to kind of the, the wrap up and, and get their hands around it, although they've, they've done a pretty good job so far this year. Here you I'm, got, Russ. I'm interested in this, this high ankle with Mahomes. Like, how can he play? Because adrenaline and maybe a little bit of uh, relaxation. He got, he got it in the locker room last week, but what that thing looked like on Monday. We know we deal with high ankles here and what the procedure that and that thing's usually a month. So I mean if he can do much to anything, I'm gonna go Philly and, and Bengals as well. 
we'll see what happens. Can't wait to see it. And got some dogs uh, that'll be playing in, the, in those games. So there'll be something to watch them as well. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Want to wish everybody a happy weekend. Enjoy a little bit of time off. And we're going to try to catch our breaths before signing day on Wednesday. Uh, but appreciate everybody who watched this live, who listened to it live, who is checking it out after the fact. We appreciate y'all's support. We'll wrap it up there for Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. I'm Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care. Friends, the Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.